Welcome to episode 6 of the Mind Over Matters podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tori. And today we're talking about stress management. Um, we're going to start off with the book 14,000 Things 14,000 Things to be Happy About. Um, Don't pick a number. 221. Um, oh, because I get to pick a number at the start. <laughs> do you want me to read all of them? Just pick some um, things that sound interesting. This sounds weird. Uh, thirsty kids kissing water from a fountain. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shells in the shadow box. Sleep things. Red licorice. Ugh, I hate licorice. Do you? Yeah. Do you like it? Ugh. The best tea. The very best tea. The very blackest coffee and the thickest cream. So, <laughs> I like tea, but the very best tea is subjective. Black coffee, I hate that. Yeah. I can't drink coffee without milk, or sugar. Yeah. Um, and then cream, I don't have cream either. Yeah. Especially because I have like oat milk instead of cow milk or whatever. The dignified face of a woman well into ratings. I don't know about this page. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything decent on that um, page? Soda fighting memories you'll never lose. When was this book written? Because Shadowbox, Soda Fountain, they all sound very... Um, 1990. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it was written by someone who's slightly old in that time. Yeah, like Red Licorice or Thirsty Children Kissing the Water Fountain. Anyway. Yeah. Where do we even go from there? Oh, no. Um, so we wanted to talk about stress. Um, and how stress affects us so can it affect us um, in a physical way in a mental way and um, you may change your behaviour because you're stressed so do you want to talk to me a little bit about maybe physical symptoms of stress I suppose like physical symptoms can like range from like headaches or tightness of chest or shortness of breath and like sweat sweating sweating is a good one yeah, yeah. Um, not that it's a good symptom but it's a it's a symptom that people may not associate with stress but it yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says here dizziness sometimes or muscle tension and pain as well. Um, and then obviously you've got mental symptoms. So that could be like issues with concentrating, um, feeling like overloaded and wanting to push things away, kind of not dealing with them. Um, yeah, constantly worried, forgetting things, feeling overwhelmed. Um, not completing work that you should be doing yeah. um, or you feel you should be doing that sort of thing I would say mental is like a big aspect of like stress because like when you're stressed that's like your own head just kind of like like runs around just like overwhelmed feeling so I would say stress or mental is a big part of being stressed I think it's hard to focus on other things when you are stressed as well mm-hmm. so like you constantly have that one thing in your head and everything links to it so it doesn't matter if someone says something completely irrelevant to your stress like if they bring up a random topic somehow you'll bring it back to that stress you may be able to distract yourself for a little bit but then you can also be like oh no I've been distracted now I need to focus on the stress again because I haven't sorted it kind of Mm -hmm. thing like I'm procrastinating Mm -hmm. um yeah so changes in behavior that could be like being um, irritable and snappy. I know when I get stressed, to be fair, um, that's kind of my, I very much, I'm like, right, I'm stressed, I'm focused now. And I can snap at people. Mm. Um, 
and I am known to like apologize for that and say like oh I'm sorry I'm really stressed like yeah. I'm sorry for nothing um it wasn't anything that you've done I'm just not and that doesn't excuse my behavior I'm just explaining that kind of thing um but yeah I think that's difficult when you are stressed and you take out one of the people mm-hmm. accidentally mm-hmm. um it's, it's really not nice for for them or for you to be honest or for anyone like I think for me I'd be like when I'm stressed I go into full panic mode so just think of the worst thing or just really worrying like over worrying myself over whatever it is I'm worrying about See, I know when I'm stressed, I kind of, I think it depends what it's about, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like context matters. So I remember being stressed when we were first doing this podcast, because um, <laughs> when we first were ever going to do it, um, and it was me, Dan and Josh that ended up actually producing it and doing everything for it. Yeah. Um, we had a few other people that might have been involved, um, that wanted to be involved, um, but us three were like more passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And um, we knew we wanted to record, and I was like, okay, so why hasn't this been done? Um, and I was kind of like, I was seeing all these things that I couldn't control, because that's a thing for me. If I'm trying to do something, um, I like controlling every little aspect, and that's not good. That's like, yeah. you know, I shouldn't be micromanaging like that. Um, but I like things done. So like for this one, for example, we'll both research, like this document we both put together yeah. um, from different sources and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that yes you will go off and do certain things like um but we both check each other yeah instead of one person doing everything and not being a part of it and not seeing what's going on and not making sure it's getting done correctly or whatever and I say that as well not getting done correctly that's an issue with me because I have like I put so much pressure on myself to try and do things a certain way um that I put that pressure on other people as well um but yeah that's kind of my (laughs) my issue with stress um, it says here as well, so sleeping too much or too little. Um, I know that's like a symptom of depression as well. So like if you're staying up all night worrying, um, or if you're just oversleeping and and kind of pushing those worries at the back of your head and just not doing it. And as I said earlier, like procrastinating. Um, yeah, eating too much or too little, um, avoiding certain places or people. And then drinking or smoking more. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking and smoking is a big thing. Um, because obviously they're addictive. Yeah. And as well, alcohol's a depressant. And um, smoking, although we don't recommend it at all, obviously, is like known to cause so many cancers and oh, stuff yeah. and everything. Um, it's really bad for your health. Um, it does help with 7-Eleven breathing, apparently. Yeah, I heard about that as well. Um, but again, you can get there's better ways to do that and it can be really hard to quit those things but there is like the NHS website and stuff that can help you with Mm -hmm. quitting both of those um so do you want to talk about kind of your um, personal experience with stress and what kind of things you felt stressed about or maybe what you've done to overcome that stress yeah I think for me like like doing a degree it's it's very stressful just because like for me I've I'm doing a degree much easier than any levels but it's still like getting the deadlines because there is a lot more work to do and just like even like I've never liked exams I hated exams like, revising them and then just writing down like thinking off the top of your head I've always preferred just doing coursework but even that you want to make sure it's the best you can do and like a lot of times especially like with mental health struggles sometimes you just need that extra bit of time for it but for me I think even 
getting that extension, you still feel a bit bad because you're like, you want to get it done. But I think just with all the kind of mental health struggles, it's okay just to, you know, that extra time. For, for, so for me, I think I've just like, sometimes to help tackle stress, I'll maybe plan what I want to do every day. Yeah. So do like two hours this, two hours, like whatever, because that really like helps. And it, it's sort of like down on paper, just like how, how much you need to do to get you know, to the end goal. I think um, when I was revising um, the A-level stuff, I had like a revision timetable that I made. Oh, nice. Um, so I had my exam timetable and I kind of used that to, to make a revision timetable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that really helped me because as well, I gave myself time for breaks because if you sit there staring at a piece of paper and it's not going mm. in and you're getting stressed, that's not helping anyone. You need time to stand back mm. and just let your brain focus kind of thing. And yeah. um, have a cup of tea, you know, do what you need to do, have have like a snack, mm. something to eat, and then go back to it. And if there's something that's not not sticking and not being right, mm. ask either the person that's teaching you or someone else that's on that course, or just reach out to like other people that might know, even the internet, like there's, I think like there's loads of websites and stuff that um, kind of detail like exam questions and go through everything. And yeah. more importantly for me, um, the why of things, so maths or physics, for example, when I was stuck on something and it wasn't clicking, it would be why does this exit like, like can you explain the reasoning for this rule and then it'll stick with me? Because if I don't know the why, I'm not gonna remember the rule. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So reaching out. Um. I think we've talked about goals before. We've talked about breaking those goals down. I think it's the same with stress. So, um. Obviously not goals and stress aren't the same thing. Yeah. Obviously, but I think when you are stressed or um, feeling overworked or whatever, breaking down the tasks that you've got to do, as you yeah. said, like plan what you want to do in the day, but maybe plan the outcomes as well and then break down how to get towards that. Yeah, so I suppose if you've got an exam, you just need to plan like, well, what do I need to revise for the exam and then just break it down, like, or oh, focus on this bit of the subject and this and this. For me, what helped with the revising, um, so I would do exam papers, um, just like obviously you did revision papers in class but I would do them outside of class yeah. as well um just with my own accord um and I remember going through questions that so okay these I know fine like I'll leave them the ones that I didn't know um I would come back to and I'd be like okay exactly what do I need but then I wouldn't leave it at that I would redo the question like later and be like okay what what did I remember what didn't I remember and then again brush off the ones that I'd remembered everything for um I'm thinking of sociology mainly here because um that's probably I think yeah sociology and English were the ones I like excelled at I did maths as well um physics I completely failed at again um I got way too stressed I had panic attacks before my exams and what it was is there was this kid and I hated this kid he bullied me in physics and I remember, like, my teacher not saying anything whatsoever. This is during A-levels as well. Like, you're at that age where you know that, like, that's not right. Yeah. Um, but I used to, like, I was quite mouthy, so I'd stand up for myself. But this kid just broke me down, so, because of everything else going on as well. Mm-hmm. I remember just sat there taking it. And I remember being asked something in, in class. And, um, like, so I didn't put my hand up or anything. I was specifically asked because I, like, I was the kid that used to put my hand up all the time. But by that age, I was like, I wouldn't because um, of the anxiety and everything that else yeah. that was going on. Um, yeah so the teacher called me out um, and I got the question right 
And uh, no, I got it wrong this time. And this kid oh. that was bullying me, like, took the mic out of that and, like, had a go. So I was like, right, I got it wrong, like, whatever. Um, so a few weeks later or a few days later, whatever, it might have even been the next class. Um, again, the physics teacher called me out and made me answer a question. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't put my hand up, as per usual, um, but I got it right. So this kid decides to take the mic because I got it right. And I goes, you know what? And then I said his name. Um, if I got that right, you would have had a go. If I got that wrong, you would have had a go. Can you just not? Because no one ever says anything if you're right or if you're wrong. Like, no one ever jumps on you for it. Um, and the physics teacher turned around and went, you know what, Stephanie? You're right with that. And then everyone just stared at this kid and had a go. Like, that moment stuck with me because this kid had, like, made me so stressed about it. But it was because, like, I just stopped asking. If I didn't understand something in physics, I wouldn't ask. If I did understand something, it was only half understanding. I remember asking the person that sat next to me, but she wasn't, like, she's smart. Like, she genuinely was smart. But sometimes she wouldn't understand either. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't then, if we both didn't understand it, I wouldn't then ask someone else. I would just leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sixth form really wasn't helpful. Like, this act, um, with mental health and stuff, like, they, yeah. they weren't supportive of it like I know multiple people that like dropped out or had mental health issues and nothing yeah. nothing was honest, don't mind. I don't think when I was at school like GCSU or, or whatever I don't think there was any mention of mental health help see in sixth form um, I was part of the young minds committee but it was more to help with students in the actual school because my sixth form and school were attached obviously because that's how sixth form works um mm-hmm. we kind of like interviewed um, people going through GCSEs and kind of what they were going through and to try and support them um, mm-hmm. but we did nothing to do with sixth form um, mm-hmm. and I suppose we could have changed that topic but it was more like there should have been resources and when like people like me were struggling mm-hmm. um, yeah I remember like I'd fall asleep so it says oversleeping talking about these things just makes me remember mm-hmm. so much um, I was stressed not because of sociology like because of everything that was going on and in sociology class, I remember just sleeping through the class. Yeah. And I'd have, I'd have an energy drink on the table in front of me. And I'd chug that. It would be empty and I'd still fall asleep in class. I'd get told off for it all the time from my phone tutor, mm-hmm. from, like, the teachers. I fell out with people because of it. Because I'd be in class, but I'd have to borrow notes because I was asleep in the class. Like, mm-hmm. it really used to get on people's nerves, which is, like, fair enough. But um, not one person asked me, like, oh, are you doing all right? Like, I know you've been oversleeping. Like, I know you're struggling. Are you not sleeping at home? Like, what's going on? Not one person turned around and asked. And I had, I had multiple, like, I had three teachers telling me off. Not one person, like, are you okay? Or, like, I remember my form tutor saying to me, oh, you really need to do something about this because you keep falling asleep. And I said, I know. Like, the teacher knows. They see that I have my energy drink in front of me. Like, I've just chugged it and I'm still falling asleep. Like, I'm not sleeping at home. <laughs> like I think especially when you're going through that time it's hard so much for that one individual to go and ask for that help I think a lot of it relies on schools and systems in general to like reach out to people and yeah. kind of have those resources even friends like I didn't have anyone in sixth form that would be like that asked how I was doing and stuff like oh yeah talking about it now genuinely gets me emotional for my past self because like I could have done so much better. Like, I did well in sociology and English, but in math, I didn't do so great. And physics, I felt like... But mentally, I was so bad during that time. 
and the amount of people that went to my sixth form that also were having a bad time that they could have been helped like as well and it just infuriates me it infuriates me um it gets me stressed <laughs> um yeah so other causes of stress so we've talked about revision and exams yeah. um and we talked a bit about the podcast stuff and like for me personally the, the lack of control um other causes of stress we've got here um yeah so there's work there's family financial problems and health problems um so it's important with stress to identify what's going on yeah. so we've talked about the physical symptoms and the mental symptoms when you notice those symptoms arise, um, kind of pinpoint what it is that you're talking about or what it is that you're thinking about. Because by identifying what it is you're stressed about, that's how you can kind of manage your stress better. If you're stressed and worrying about everything and everything, like absolutely anything, sorry, anything and everything, then again, talk to people. You might even want to talk to your GP and just say, look, I'm overloaded and I'm not sure what the cause is and they can talk to you. But if you can identify the cause, then it's easier to break down kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is to do with work, to talk to like your manager or your colleagues. Um, maybe you've got a deadline coming up or maybe you've been given extra responsibilities or maybe you've been given a new task that you're unsure of what to do with. Um, reaching out, asking people, asking for help. Um, you talked about like extending deadlines if needed yeah. and that sort of thing. Because I think sometimes if things get too much, I think it's okay just to give yourself more time for things. Because, like, yeah, you can do steps to make things a little bit easier, but sometimes it just gets too much and you just need to give yourself that bit extra time just to take it a bit easier. Yeah, I think as well, um, if you're putting that pressure on yourself um, and you just want to, you have that deadline, you just want to get it out of the way, yeah. like, sometimes when you are like overstressed you'll just be like right that's it I'm done I'm giving up with it I'll just hand that in mm-hmm. and you'll know in yourself that you can do better but because you've got that deadline because you're overstressed and you've not asked for help or maybe you have and you've not been like you've not received the help that you wanted um you're not doing what you can do you know if you ex- if you ask for that deadline extension either in work or with um coursework for example um then you've got time to break it down and take it easier and yeah. read over what you've done and notice those mistakes or you, you've got time to do that extra paragraph and you've got the willpower to as well because it's hard when you are stressed and you know that it's coming up mm. to focus and to want to do it. Um, yeah, so here when it mentions health being um, a cause of stress, it could be something to do with an illness or an injury or losing someone. Um I think it's important to like if you are diagnosed with something for example go to support groups or online I know there's Facebook groups um one of my friends has a disease called Gaucher's disease um yeah I won't go like too much into it but like it affects you she was born with it um she's had family suffer with it and pass away Mm -hmm. from it um and she has like so it's a she has chronic pain daily um Mm -hmm. obviously because it's chronic um yeah, but she's in a lot of Facebook support groups and she's made mm-hmm. friends with other people that have that condition. Um, I joined it as well because obviously she told me she had it and I wanted to know like more about it and how I could help and kind of yeah. what kind of were the right things. For example, um, don't ask her how she's doing or if she's feeling all right or like how's the pain. Like don't yeah. touch that. Um, ask about a day, but don't ask that sort of like, yeah. oh, how are you feeling today? 
Because it's like, well, now you've mentioned it, you know. It's just a constant kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but the fact that she's got those other people that are in that same position that understand because it's such a rare disease as well. Some of the doctors she's been to don't understand it. Um, and obviously, like, other people like me, I didn't know what it was. <clears throat> so other people that are in the same position um, can be, like, a massive, massive support and can kind of reduce that stress. Um, I think as well, like, something that could maybe, like, take you out of work and get you stressed because then we've got here financial problems. That could be... That could be um, interlinked. Um but there's like advice centres and things. So if you go to Citizens Advice, if you come here um, to Let's Connect for Mental Health Support, or there's like other charities based around um, offering community support around like financial advice or unemployment or mental wellbeing. Um, yeah, finding out those things in your area can help massively because a lot of the time stress is interlinked. If you're stressed about your health, as we said, that can impact your financial problems, which may impact like your family life um or your relationship um yeah so pinpointing what exactly is going on for you and finding out where you can get that support because support is out there and that's the most important yeah. thing um a lot of people don't realize that the support is out there as well which is like you can access that help it is there for you um, it's, just, it's just taking that first leap exactly just, just it always gets better once you make that first move. I think it's so scary as well to ask for help. Yeah. Especially if, like me, like you have been taught. Like if every time, like when I was a kid, I'd be shut down if I asked for help. So for me, asking for help is like a hard thing. Um, yeah, and I have a lot to unpack with that, which I am doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so asking for help itself is such a massively difficult thing. But yeah. when you do, you realise that the support actually could be there. And sometimes like... For example, when I talked about physics, the support wasn't there, but I didn't ask for help. But, like, it, you know, it wasn't there. Um, but, yeah, like, it support is there for those things, you know? And yeah. it might no, be embarrassing, but it's it's yeah. it's unbelievable the amount of people that are suffering with, like, financial problems or poor mental health or, like, employment issues. Like, you'd be hard-fessed pressed to find someone that hasn't had some issue yeah. with one of those topics ever in their life. I suppose when you feel them like the way you are, sometimes you feel like you're the only person that's going through it. I suppose if you end up talking with someone that will also say like, oh no, I've been through that or going through that. Yeah. It can be so isolating being in that position, but when you do ask for that help and realise that you're not the only person that's been through this, like it yeah. can it feels like a load off your chest. Um, so yeah, things you can do to help with stress. So we've talked about um, talking about your feelings. There's breathing exercises, um, time management. There's plan ahead for stressful days or events. So I guess interviews can be quite stressful. So if you plan the route to the interview, um, if you plan what you're going to say, if you go through some questions that may be asked. Um, I think it's important as well to to realise whether stress is um, rational or irrational. So being stressed for an interview, most people would say that's a rational fear, like a rational stress um, kind of catalyst for stress. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important to kind of realise as well, okay, I am stressed, but stress can be positive. Because if you're not stressed, if you're not bothered about mm -hmm. something, if you're not bothered about an interview, then 
do you want the job yeah. and do you need it and if you're not stressed are you going to plan an interview yeah. if they ask you tell me about yourself and you've not if you sit there and you're like oh don't know I didn't prep like I'm not <laughs> you know yeah. but if you're stressed it's like okay tell me about yourself what do I even do yeah. who am I you know and you have this, this like existential crisis and you're like <laughs> So you plan it, and then when you're asked in the interview, you can just be like, okay, do you mean personally or professionally? And then you can answer, yeah. you know? Like like you're saying, like stress can be quite good, I suppose, as is like a safety barrier, mm-hmm. like to stop you doing things that are maybe not good for you and can cause harm to you. I think it's cool that the body knows when you're stressed, like if you're mentally stressed, that your body shows you those symptoms that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can, it can stop you from like, so where, for example, if you're doing too much and you can't cope um, and you're getting these physical and mental symptoms or whatever, you can then turn around and say, it's too much for me. Can you show me some extra training or can I not do this? Because um, if you do, if you don't have those symptoms, but you are like stressed or whatever, you can overwork yourself. And that could cause like people have like heart attacks and everything about stress. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, you know, um, yeah, it can stress can be helpful yeah <laughs> um if the stress isn't exactly uh rational i can't think of like an example at the moment to be honest can you i'm not too sure no. i do think um because you can panic about like random things that don't necessarily need to be panicked about yeah um but i think it's about assessing the situation yeah. and kind of controlling what you can control and if you can't control it then kind of being like right it's I've done everything I can there's nothing more I can do yeah. I suppose like it's just something that came up the top of my head I suppose like you might be really stressed about making a meal but as long as like say it could be like a meal that you're doing for say your family but it could be something that you've done loads and loads of times but obviously you might be a bit stressed making it just because you want to make sure that it's all right and they'll enjoy it that's a good example because you just reminded me I remember my um I was staying in Somerset and uh, my ex had gone to work and I wanted to make sure there was a meal for him um when he got back from work from his first day yeah. and I remember I was in the kitchen and I was making like sausages and mash something simple but I remember panicking because I didn't want that to burn and I was like making sure the kettle's was for and everything and I had like someone in the kitchen with me that was doing my head in and there was just so many things going on at once and I was like, right, can you get out of the kitchen, please, so I can make sure that this is ready. Like, I'm getting overwhelmed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's a good example, because I didn't need to. I could have just, right, taken a breather, do it slowly in my head, and, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, they're getting fed. Like, <laughs> if they don't think it's perfect, yeah. well, I'm trying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a good example. I like that. Um, so, other things you can do with stress is, so... I remember um, my old biology teacher, she was also the head of year in like year nine or something, it was years ago, um, God, I feel ancient, <laughs> um, talked about stress and exercise. So the chemical with stress and everything, I'm not going to, biology is not my strong suit, I'm more of a like mass English sociology person than like a yeah. biology chemistry person. Yeah, um, yeah um, so it was about this chemical that, and this hormone about stress and stuff and how it was like a survival instinct um and the exercise is a really good way a really healthy way of relieving stress um 
and she was talking about the flight or fight, flight or fight instinct. I know there's also fawn, um, and there's freeze now as well, um, in regards to stress, um. But yeah, how it was just a really good way to relieve it. Yeah. There's like sciencey information, but I'm not gonna try and explain some things that I don't quite remember. I suppose you can kind of imagine, just like with exercise, it's almost like sweat is the stress, like get like your well, body yeah. away. What it was, it was I remember um being told that because of evolution, we used to get stressed about like being eaten, so we would like run or whatever. We would fight this thing off you know or we would do these things to survive yeah. and so now we don't have the same we don't necessarily have the same um stress factors in our day-to-day life but we still have the hormones and stuff yeah. and the, the chemicals that produce that that feeling or that response um yeah so it's about kind of relieving all that tension and letting it out um yeah <laughs> I hope that made sense. Yeah. It makes sense in my head, but I suppose I don't know the ins and outs of it if I can't explain it properly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah. So, do you want to tell me about some things we shouldn't do when we're stressed? I suppose we shouldn't try to do too much at once, because that could just overwhelm you. So, say, like, you have exams coming up. It's not going to be good just to, like try and revise so much at once you know just need to break it down just like do this first and this you know like it's not really healthy trying to do too much because that's you're not gonna take anything in and you're just gonna make yourself more rude yeah yeah and like like you're not alone really whatever like stress is all you're going through you just ask for help because i think when you stress sometimes it's hard to cope by yourself so sometimes you just need to ask someone I'm not doing too good, you know, can you maybe like, help me out? Yeah. And you should be able to help you. And also, it's not good to use substances like alcohol, cigarettes and stuff to try and help you cope because it will make you feel worse. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think... Um, so, the most important factor in my mind, I don't know if you feel the same, is like asking for help. So, don't feel like you're alone in all this and like... Don't take it all on. If you're worried at work, speak to a management or a co-worker. If you're worried about exams, speak to a teacher or someone else at school that's like, or sixth form or uni that's um, studying the same thing. Yeah. Um, if it's health problems, you know, as I said before, like there are support groups and charities and stuff as well. It's financial problems. You know, there's, there's so many different things you can be stressed about, but guaranteed for each one, there is someone you can ask. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's where we end it today. <laughs> um, so the next episode we're thinking about doing eating disorders. Because next week is disorder awareness week. By the time we post this, I'm wondering if it'll be on time. Or it might be posted at the beginning of next week. We'll make it target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that we can. I'm not in. I'm in Friday. Um, so I'm hoping to sort out another podcast. Yeah. Um. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully we can we can sort this out. But um, thank you for listening. If you have any questi- questions, questions, <laughs> if you have any questions, queries, or concerns, 
um, feel free to send us an email or call us. Um, we'll post the number and email address on the next page. Um, we have obviously our social media links as well. So thank you and goodbye. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh gosh <laughs>